0: Welcome to the Scary Spirits Podcast. Please be advised that the presenters may use adult language and or discuss adult situations. This podcast is not intended for younger listeners or those that may be easily offended. So if you're ready, let's go.
1: Karen, guess what? It's contest time. We are giving away any three items from our merch store, or as I like to call it, the gift shop. All you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts anytime before June 16th. We will randomly select a winner from everyone who has left a review. Every review really helps us grow the podcast. So please take a minute to listen, subscribe, and review our podcast. Unfortunately, no one related to me is eligible to win. Sorry, fam. Good luck to all who enter. We truly appreciate your support. And remember, on the Scary Spirits podcast, the movies might sometimes be iffy, but the drinks are always solid.
0: Hi, I'm Greg.
1: And I'm Karen.
0: And welcome to the Scary Spirits podcast. Karen, for our new listeners, why don't you tell them what the Scary Spirits podcast is all
1: about? For the two new listeners? Yes, two. Or four, whatever. The Scary Spirits podcast joins the wildly different yet highly compatible worlds of scary movies and alcoholic spirits. What could possibly go wrong?
0: Indeed. What could possibly go wrong? All right. So um, today's movie, I think I had to pick it. I did. All right?
1: Yes. Let's be very clear who <laughs> picked this movie. This is Greg's choice. <laughs>
0: I'm very sorry that I subjected you to the film Maniac. What, what, here's this film from, Karen. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me.
1: It's 1934.
0: 19, why? Well, actually, I kind of do. 1934. Yep. 1934 film
1: Maniac. Do you want to tell him why that's significant?
0: Why it's significant or why I picked it?
1: Well, the 1934, you want to tell him about the, uh, lack of
0: oh it's pre-code yeah it's a pre-code film
1: yes it is what
0: you learn (laughs) pretty quickly
1: yeah pre-censors
0: yeah none none of those ratings pesky ratings or sensors or anything like that
1: (laughs) get in (laughs) the way of this glorious filmmaking that's right is
0: this film even rated
1: is there any rating i don't think there is
0: right because it's pre-code right
1: yes it's pre-code so, it's just but a yeah. film
0: that anyone could go to.
1: And anything any can happen in.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Please, is, no, wait. No, please tell us why you chose this movie.
0: Well, I have to say, I knew there were some scenes that may be titillating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's why I chose it.
1: All righty then. <laughs> The film Maniac is starring Bill Woods, Horace Carpenter, Ted Edwards. It's 1934, black and white, and obviously unrated. Let me give you a brief description.
0: Yes, please do.
1: A vaudeville performer becomes the lab assistant to a research scientist experimenting on reanimating dead tissue. When the doctor is accidentally killed during one of his experiments, the assistant takes on the persona of the doctor and continues his work. The imposter does succeed in reviving the deceased doctor, but then slowly falls into madness. This is a complete and utter lie.
0: No, that, description. That's, that's not a description at all.
1: I know it's, it's a, it's a lie, but this is what came in. It's total crap. The the book with the 50 horror classic. So movies. we should,
0: maybe we should tell people that we are, we have this box.
1: Yeah, we we're list. Most of the movies that we're watching are in this box set. Classic features, 50 movies, horror classics. Mill Creek Entertainment, I think. Mill Creek puts,
0: Entertainment.
1: Puts it out. That and, sounds right. But this uh, this description is bullcrap. Yeah, it's so, total shit. <laughs> but you'll have to listen to find out why.
0: For one thing, there's not an accident.
1: Don't spoil it, Greg. It's Talk about total- the drink.
0: All right. So the drink for today's <laughs> podcast is the Homicidal Maniac cocktail.
1: How would you make such a thing?
0: Well, you need two ounces of vodka, two ounces of peach schnapps, and two ounces of cranberry apple juice. After that, the instructions are fairly simple. Just mix it all together, stir, and serve.
1: Is there ice involved?
0: Yes. Fill a mug with ice. A mug. You have to use a mug. No, you don't. This drink requires a mug.
1: He's just proud because he has a skull mug. So.
0: Yes, I do. It's a mug in the shape of a skull.
1: And Greg made it even more fun. What did you do to yours?
0: Well, it says at the end, for more fun, put all of the ingredients, <laughs> including the ice, in a blender and make a frozen homicidal maniac. And that is what I have done.
1: Just want to let everybody know, Greg is pre-gamed a little bit <laughs> here. So <laughs> this should be very oh, interesting. Lord.
0: Lots of editing ahead of me, I can see.
1: Do you want to give them a few minutes to (laughs) gather the ingredients?
0: Yes, because that's what we do here. Hold on. All right, we're back. Hopefully you have your drink prepared.
1: You're going to need it.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry. I cannot apologize enough.
1: Actually, it's not. I mean, the things that I read about it, a lot of people say it's the worst movie ever. I don't think it's the worst movie ever. Well, they
0: say it's, the, it's so bad, it's good. It's what they say, right?
1: Yeah, I guess. But anyway. All right. Would you like to begin?
0: All right. The movie begins with a quote-unquote forward with a um, slide that says, The brain and end of its physical self does not think any more than a musical instrument can give forth melody without the touch of a musician's hand. The brain is indeed the, mus- the instrument of thinking, but the mind is a skillful player that makes it give forth the beautiful harmony of thought. It is because of fear The disastrous results of fear, though, not only on the individual, but on the nation. That it becomes the duty of every sane man and woman to establish quarantine against fear. Fear is a psychic disease which is highly contagious and extraordinarily infectious. Your thought is most dangerous when it parades as for thought. Combat fear by replacing it with faith. Yeah, I don't the
1: last sentence
0: resist worry with confidence and that is by William S. Sadler medical director director of Chicago Institute of Research and Diagnosis is that true
1: is he real yeah
0: that's what they say I don't know shit
1: I was just wondering next
0: next scene next next slide wait before you
1: (laughs) oh there's more oh yeah there's more
0: unhealthy thought creates warped attitudes which in turn create criminal and manias the chicago crime commission made a survey of four hundred thousand convicted criminals and found them all suffering from some mental disease
1: yeah that's what makes me think it's not real because every single one of them but i don't think it's that fear is a disease it's used all the time to manipulate <sighs> people so i don't think it's It's still appropriate in some ways today using fear. I don't know.
0: All all I know is that was a lot of words. You're watching a movie and that was a lot of words to read. That's all I'm going to say for now. Okay. So then we open on a laboratory. Two men are in their white scientific coats.
1: Pristine lab coats.
0: Yes, working on something, I wrote. (laughs) I don't know. You don't know. They're just working. Shit, you don't know. And one of them says, tonight, my dear Maxwell, I am ready to try my experiment on a human. So Dr. Mears Schultz, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to call him the doctor.
0: So the doctor would like Maxwell to use his stage talents to get a body. Maxwell is a vaudevillian performer. He is like an an impersonator.
1: He is an impersonator. Yes. So the doctor wants Maxwell to use his art and impersonate the coroner so they can get a body from the morgue.
0: Yes. He says, maybe your art will serve you after all.
1: He's a little condescending about his art. You know, he doesn't have respect for that.
0: Yeah. He doesn't have the respect for the arts. I got, I got that. He's all about the science. And, and they, they are, Max,
1: yeah, Maxwell's not all hundred in, percent into this either. He's a nervous Nelly.
0: And the two men argue about how to get the human victim. And the doctor says at one point, "Once a ham, always a ham." He's so he's relying on Maxwell to get this shit done, right?
1: Yeah, but Maxwell is, like I said, not all in. He says it's not natural to bring back life, so he's he's being blackmailed a little bit because. the yeah. The doctor brings up, yeah.
0: Yeah, the police would be very happy to find you. So apparently there's some shit in Maxwell's past, some shady stuff. That we don't know police, about. Yeah, might yeah. be interested in. You know, because he's a vaudevillian performer. Of course there is.
1: Well, he's he's seedy. Right. <laughs> they do mention the cat, though, at this point. they call He calls it a miserable cat. And then the cat hisses, the black cat. I wrote down, good acting by the cat. Satan. <laughs> Yeah, which I'm confused about later, but I'll explain that when we get there. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, I know. I am too. We'll get there.
1: (laughs) So So we go to the morgue.
0: Cut to the morgue where there are mice scurrying around and cats chasing them. It looks like a dungeon, but it is actually, I think, a morgue because we see bodies draped under white sheets, right?
1: So always makes me laugh. Mom, I'm in a movie. <laughs> and that's your part. You're a dead person under a sheet. But they I, sneak into the morgue, yeah. Obviously. So who do they who do they find in the morgue?
0: Uh, they find a young woman who died of a suicide, apparently of carbon monoxide poisoning.
1: Yes, Maria, who's 24. You're uh-huh. and they bring out the Monopoly monocle to look extra smart. Cool. But what does the doctor I didn't do? That. What does the doctor do to Maria? Did you write it? Did you notice it? She's dead on the yeah, slab. She's dead on and slab. what does he do? He brings out his stethoscope. Does he? And he listens.
0: Okay. Well, what, I man, guess. Want to make sure,
1: I guess. I guess. She's, you know, and he gives like basically the thumbs up. She's dead. All right, cool.
0: So then they like inject her in the jugular, kind of on each side of her neck, right? Yeah. It's what it looked like to me with something. I don't know.
1: The magical then, serum.
0: Yeah, the serum. And then they move her arms up and down to like.
1: They massage her very creepily. Let's just say that. There are two employees in the morgue and yes. they're lifting someone into a. You corrected me before. Is it a coffin or a casket? What is it?
0: Probably a casket. Yes. Okay. It's a casket. What's the difference? Well, a coffin is, you know, the.
1: They can't see that.
0: <laughs> a casket is a rectangle. Okay. So there you go.
1: Yeah. So okay, it's a casket, and the one guy complains that the corpses are getting heavier and heavier. I think implying that he's older. But the only reason that they're really there is to witness what's happening, right? That these two guys have you snuck. Think they into can the see.
0: Mor- I don't think they can see what's going on.
1: They're there to to see it because the guy's impersonating. The coroner. Okay. So because Maxwell's impersonating the coroner, these two guys witnessed is that that. what he's doing. Yes, he is because okay. they, they say he's paying extra attention to the pretty suicide girl. Oh, and well, doing, I
0: made a note that they were like, Oh, did you see the
1: right? So suicide that girl that came in today. Ooh-wee. Yeah. Woo-hoo. <laughs> and they said that the coroner's doing an emergency autopsy on okay. the pretty girl. Okay. A special autopsy. And then she starts to come around.
0: Yep. They work her arms up and down. You mm-hmm. <laughs> can't see this, but I'm moving my arms up. He's and down. flapping his arms. <laughs> and then they decide to sneak her out the back door. They say there's a back door and they can sneak her out and get her back to the laboratory, right?
1: Yes, because she needs oxygen. <laughs>
0: okay. There's not oxygen
1: Whatever. I know, I don't understand, <laughs> but okay. Well, maybe he has. And then we cut to a
0: scene where the morgue workers are reporting the missing body to the police, right?
1: Well, it's actually the coroner is trying to report the missing body that his two workers are saying he stole, but he's trying to report a body <laughs> saying that he, that was stolen by him, but not him. <laughs> because he's being impersonated. So he's trying to report to the police that a body was stolen by him, but not by him.
0: So you're saying that Maxwell was in impersonating them.
1: That's why, yes. That's why the doctor says, use your imperson your use okay. your art. See, I didn't get that and,
0: at all in this point. Okay.
1: Well, that's what he was doing.
0: Well, that's, I guess that makes sense. And
1: they, they said the coroner, they're in the Bureau of Missing Persons. Reporting that the corpse was stolen, and it was stolen by the coroner, who was sitting there saying, "What it won me," and Santa Claus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll say so. The captain calls down to his man and asks them to look up Don Maxwell, right? What villain yeah. actor and impersonator?
1: Yeah, that's when we s- establish his true talents his art yeah so and they also talk about how strange the doc is so they kind of use that scene as a let's talk about the characters the doc is weird and maxwell's an impersonator and a vaudevillian so
0: okay then we cut to a scene back in the laboratory the doctor's laboratory the doctor says that what he wants is a victim with a shattered heart
1: because why Because he's got a heart. Because he has a heart
0: in a jar. Beating away in a jar. He's looking for a corpse with a heart that he can replace it with.
1: Yeah, he wants a challenge.
0: The doctor tells Don Maxwell he doesn't care where the corpse comes from. Just get one. He wants Maxwell to get one. So he, Maxwell, decides to go to the Undertaker around the corner. And apparently (laughs) there's an underground (laughs) cavern I or guess,
1: or a vent or something vent or
0: something. Cause he's like crawling through this thing underground to get to the, uh, corner. Right.
1: That was a little creepy. Yeah.
0: And he gets out and there's lots of cats and mice and shit running around. And I made a note. There's lots of cats running around in this movie.
1: <laughs> there are lots of cats.
0: And then he runs away. I guess that like, shit scares him. I don't know.
1: Well, so he's standing in front of the corpse. <laughs> which apparently was a gangster or something. I don't know. And there were cats fighting and a cat like ran up to his legs and he got scared and he ran away. He jumped back in the vent like Spider-Man or something. <laughs> Did you notice he, I don't know if it was a glitch or what, but he, he jumped in the vent like he had superpowers, but the, the cat scared him Two cats fighting. It was odd. I don't know why that would... If you're dragging a dead body out of somewhere, why would cats fighting scare you? I don't know. Then he's running down the street back yeah, to the and, lab.
0: And cats and dogs are fighting as he's running down the street.
1: Yeah. That's just bizarre. I don't not really... Not cats was... and
0: dogs, but cats fighting, dogs fighting. like not.
1: Well, they were fighting each other. A cat was fighting a chihuahua. Was it? Yep. Okay. Did now you Max... watch this movie? <laughs>
0: Oh my God, I have like five pages of notes. Yes. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay. Just wondering.
0: So then Maxwell gets back to the laboratory and tells the doctor he couldn't get it. And the doctor is very upset and tells Maxwell that he has failed him. in his greatest moment of his life.
1: The doc loses his shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And shoves Maxwell aside. And the heart is still beating in the jar. Then the doctor decides that he will convince Maxwell to commit suicide, and then he will use his body for his experiment.
1: Because he should trust the doc, you know.
0: So the doctor gives Maxwell a handgun. (laughs) It says, here, kill yourself, and I will bring you back to life.
1: Now, I'm just going to tell you right now, if I was this doctor, I would have just shot your ass. (laughs) I would have not handed you a gun to kill yourself.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: I would have just shot you right there.
0: Because of course Maxwell kills the doctor. Shoots the doctor instead. Right? Oops.
1: Yeah. Oops. It almost looked like a surprise. Doc's dead. Thump. He gone. Dump. Thump. Right there.
0: And then we cut to another one of these slides, which have lots of words.
1: Good luck. <laughs> You can do it
0: and this one says dementia fracox is that right? yeah this Sorry. is the most important of the psychoses, both because it constitutes the highest percentage of mental disease and because recovery is so extremely rare. Patients show blunting of their emotions, serious defects of judgment, development of fantastic ideas. Belief that they are being forced to do things or are being interfered with.
1: I know some of those people. <laughs>
0: oh, that's just a lot of words. I don't know.
1: You did a good job. You got through it. So I th- I don't, I think they're talking, they're trying. I think there's two things going on here. Well, One, I, I think this is
0: like, again, it's like the new talking movie. So they think they have to like put shit up there to describe to the audience what is going on right well maybe movies
1: yeah probably but But also it's to make it longer the movie's not very long it's only 51 minutes with these cards in it so i think they're trying to drag it out a little bit and i think i read somewhere i don't know you can tell me if you read this too that because they weren't rated they were trying to pass them off as educational did you read oh, that? No, I didn't read that, oh. but I can see I think, where
0: that would be a thing or yeah. um, I I'm looking at all this shit and I'm thinking well this this might be like a um especially later this might be like a puritan like
1: Well, I, yes. <laughs> yeah, I I agree, but I think it was partly to pretend to be educational. Well, I think some... like
0: a Bible group or puritans right. like might have financed this stuff.
1: So, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't think Puritans did when you... I think they were trying to appeal to... They were trying to get around the censorship, and they were appealing to a general audience, but...
0: Well, it was pre-code. There was no censorship, really, that much.
1: Well, it was just coming in, though. So, okay. they weren't shown I don't think this was shown in movie theaters. I think it was shown on the road, like they took it on the road, almost like revival tents or something.
0: That would make sense.
1: But it was educational. They threw these things in to kind of skirt the the rating system because they were making them educational videos or movies, sorry. I thought in the beginning that they were describing what was going to happen to him as he was falling into madness, but they don't really match up so well with what was happening anyway proceed so my next
0: note is Maxwell seems very remorseful he has killed his benefactor that had so much to give to the world he says I believe so he feels bad that he turned the gun on the doctor and killed him instead of committing suicide kind of sort of
1: well and he realizes that people are going to miss the doctor because he's such a great person
0: right and then he gives a soliloquy While scenes of devils appear in.
1: It's like like an overlay. I think it's like an overlay. overlay. Like a double exposure almost. I think, again, those are supposed to symbolize his fall into madness. Because every time, every time they appear, these devils in this overlay. I was like, oh, devils. (laughs) Yay. This movie is not boring. Something is always happening. No, it's
0: not boring. Yeah. It's
1: very packed yeah. with all kinds of horror cliches. Yeah.
0: So Maxwell says that the doctor would be missed, but he himself never would. So this is when he decides to pick up his makeup kit and make himself into the doctor.
1: He just happens to find a makeup kit right in the laboratory. Well, it's his
0: makeup kit.
1: Well, I guess. It I'm is. I'm telling you, you don't keep makeup kits in the laboratory. I'm just saying.
0: Well, if you're a vaudevillian actor, you do.
1: I suppose.
0: How's that icy drink?
1: It's very good. <laughs> and he ha- he cuts his hair four times. <laughs> he just does these random four cuts and then puts powder in it. Because we should mention, like I said, the doctor looks like Santa Claus. He dyes his oh, hair, sorry.
0: puts on a beard and a mustache, he takes the doctor's glasses from the dead doctor.
1: Whose eyes blink, just lying on the
0: floor. Yeah, that doctor's—he's a a shitty corpse actor. He is a bad (laughs) corpse. He's terrible. Every time anything has to do anything with the dead doctor, he moves or does something.
1: He does. He's oh, he sucks. He's not a good. He sucks at being a corpse. (laughs) All I gotta do is lay there and do nothing. You can't even do that. No.
0: All right, and he makes and Maxwell makes himself up to be the doctor. Maxwell claims that he will be a great man
1: yes he is going to be a great man yes
0: and then we cut to another slide describing parasis. is that right dr Paralysis or paresis? I,
1: I don't know i don't i can't see it so. i don't know
0: you're the doctor general paralysis of the i'm insane. not a medical
1: doctor please.
0: general paralysis of the insane or paresis? is the most serious disorder for the criminologist. There is marked failure of memory, poor retention, impaired judgment, and failure on the part of the patient to curb his primitive tendencies. Crime and the Criminal, written by Philip A. Parsons, PhD. Crime
1: in the Criminal? Crime and the Criminal. Oh, oh, it's from Crime and the Criminal. Yeah, apparently that's the
0: name of his essay or whatever. Philip A. Parsons, PhD. Okay. then the door buzzer rings, not a doorbell, a door buzzer. Okay. Right.
1: And he just leaves the dock on the floor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And he goes to answer it. And it is Mrs. Buckley at the door.
1: Why would you answer it? (laughs) But anyway, yes, it is Mrs. Buckley. She's having a little trouble with Mr. Buckley. Mr.
0: Buckley. And who is Mrs. Buckley?
1: They say it's not the same Phyllis Diller.
0: Oh, it totally is. Are you sure? How many Phil Steelers are there?
1: I don't know. On IMDB? Pay? No. Hold on. Seriously. Check it. Hold on. The actress from this film, Phyllis Diller, is no relation to the comedian Phyllis Diller.
0: All right. Way to ruin ruin it for us, Karen. Thanks.
1: But more points for me.
0: (laughs) Then we cut to a scene with Maxwell examining Mr. Buckley. He says he will give him a shot to relieve the nerve pain.
1: Well, do you do you know what Mr. Buckley's having problems with? He's hallucinating. He thinks he's an orangutan. (laughs) Does he? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Even more now than before he gives him the shot.
1: (laughs) Before he gives him the shot, he's Mrs. Buckley says he's hallucinating. He thinks he's an orangutan.
0: Okay, cool. So Maxwell, the doctor now. Yes, Doc Maxwell goes into the back room and tries to find something that he can inject Mr. Buckley with. Right. And he's looking at all these syringes and he finds one that says water and he decides, well, Oh, that won't hurt him, but yeah, it will. But
1: whatever. Well, do you know, do you know what happens? Do you want to know what happens if you, what do you inject mean? water?
0: If you inject water in the bloodstream.
1: Yeah. What do you think happens?
0: Um, I think you probably die of a heart attack.
1: No, you don't. It's actually not too bad.
0: Wait, Dr. Karen, (laughs) tell us. What happens if you inject water, pure H2O tap water into the bloodstream? What happens to you? First
1: of all, the doctor is going to give Mr. Buckley a shot. And he says, I'll inject water. Water won't hurt him. And Hmm. a small amount of water, probably the amount that he put in the syringe wouldn't have hurt him. Yeah. But if you put tap water in it, non-sterilized water, you're basically injecting microorganisms into your bloodstream because tap water is not pure. It's not sterilized. So you'll get infection probably, which wouldn't be good. But if you injected a lot of water into the bloodstream, it would start lysing your red blood cells. So you, they'd start popping all over the place. Yeah, you
0: what does lysing mean, Dr. They'd Karen? Blo- <laughs> they'd blow up. Yeah, they explode, right? Yeah.
1: And you'd get Renal failure, liver failure, anemia, shock, and death. But it would take a lot to go. Water
0: is not harmless.
1: No, it's definitely not. Even though our bodies
0: are mostly water, water is not harmless in your bloodstream.
1: Because you'd be injecting something that wasn't sterile.
0: Correct. I might give you a point, Dr. Karen, for that.
1: Thanks. So (laughs) it doesn't matter because the water syringe falls off the table.
0: Yeah. I didn't catch it the first time. I had to go back and like watch it again. I'm like, oh, that's why he does not That's why he goes crazy. Which <laughs> the,
1: the water syringe is a small syringe on the table. The, what did he call it? He called it the-
0: Super adrenaline.
1: Super adrenaline is in this huge, looks like you would use it on cows or elephants or something. It looks this... like the
0: thing that my dentist stuck <laughs> in my mouth like three times the other day. Just saying.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, it's it's large. Let's just say that. The needle and it's the large. syringe. Yeah. You can't miss it. So the yeah, water it's... syringe falls off. So he mistakenly grabs the super adrenaline. And
0: right. So Maxwell injects Mr. Buckley with the super adrenaline, mistakenly. He thinks he's putting water in him. And Mr. Buckley does not react well. <laughs>
1: No, he doesn't.
0: Yes, uh, he he seems. Mrs. Buckley say, says he he seems to be getting worse.
1: Mr. Buckley has his guitar solo right here.
0: Yeah, he he overacts <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, if he's only in the so- movie for like a minute, and this is his minute.
1: <laughs> this is his moment, man. This is the guitar solo that goes on a little too long. Talking to you, Angus Young, just a little hey, too long. Now, a little too long. <laughs> So he contorts and yeah, but he, he gives does, a good, he gives a good monologue.
0: I, I, yeah, he, I made a note. He does a whole Jekyll and Hyde thing, right? He's transforming pretty much. Right.
1: Yeah. Douse the fire in my brain.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Bucky throws his wife into another room and knocks over the doctor as he's getting out of the house. Then he finds the girl that they revived earlier from the morgue. She
1: just randomly walks in. Yeah, doing she just,
0: the, She just the, walks out from behind a screen.
1: She's doing the vampire walk. Did you notice that? And he picks that? her
0: up and carries her away.
1: She's doing that hypnotized <laughs> walk. Well, she's,
0: she's, a, she's a zombie. She's a
1: zombie. She is.
0: <laughs> right? She's been revived from the dead. She killed herself, and now she's back.
1: Yeah. And Mr. Buckley picks her up and takes off.
0: Yep. Takes her away. So then Mrs. Buckley discovers the body of the doctor as she's thrown into the other room and she confronts Maxwell about it. And he says that it's the body of his assistant. So he's doing like the whole.
1: Right. That's me. This
0: is whatever. And that he committed suicide and he is going to try to bring him back to life.
1: Yeah, Mrs. Buckley says, this looks a little like murder. <laughs>
0: yes. He says, no, no, murder. He committed suicide.
1: Right. And I'm gonna bring him back to, casually, just like she's gonna understand that he's gonna bring her back. And guess what? She does.
0: So then we cut to a scene with Mr. Buckley carrying the girl through the woods.
1: We're on a it looked like a road or something. And he why what is the only reason he stops? <laughs> tell me the only reason he stops
0: to rip her top off
1: yep <laughs> it's like it's oh i can't walk anymore with her clothes i must remove yeah. her top
0: and i mean we see two bare breasts
1: when did uh actresses start getting fake breasts was that the I 80s don't know. but because these not, were
0: this, this is not the same actress
1: oh see i didn't notice that oh you would I, notice I, that. I
0: noticed it yeah completely different hair color hair length Totally different.
1: So a nude body double. Yep. (laughs) But they're definitely natural breasts, if anyone has a preference. Yeah. Yes, they are. I don't know when actresses (laughs) was that the eighties when they started doing that. What do you mean? When women started getting fake breasts. Was that the eighties or nineties? I don't
0: know what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) Yes, you do. Because you see in these old movies, definitely natural.
0: Yeah. I suppose. I don't know.
1: But anyway, he continues to carry her away now that she's topless.
0: And the insinuation is that he rapes her.
1: No, they show it later.
0: Oh, they don't really show it.
1: True. But he's on top of her in a field. So oh,
0: whatever. So then we cut back to the laboratory, and Mrs. Buckley says that if the doctor, Maxwell, is able to bring the assistant back to life, he should be able to do the same for Mr. Buckley.
1: Yes, because the she says it. Miss,
0: Mrs. Buckley will be able to control him.
1: Yes, that's what <laughs> she's interested in, having him do whatever she says. She's a devious woman.
0: And it's she's stiller, but not the Philistiller.
1: Right? Yes, she's very monotone. So, can hmm. you do this for me? And, you know.
0: And then we cut back to the woods with Mr. Buckley and the girl again. And this time we only see some side boob. I made a note. <laughs> only some side see, boob.
1: More boobs molesting her or in the field. You've already
0: seen two. What more do you want? You know.
1: <laughs> more bo- See, more boobs molesting her in the field. That's the rape scene there.
0: Okay. Well, Same two boobs you've already seen.
1: Sorry, Greg. We've got to get more <laughs> variety next time. <laughs> At least they're real.
0: Yes, they are. So then we're introduced to the neighbor, the doctor's neighbor. He comes over to the doctor's house looking for a couple of his cats. And he's afraid that the doctor will use the cats for some of his experiments.
1: He just the, asks the doctor, are you using some of my cats yeah, for and your experiments? The doctor says,
0: oh, no, I care too much for Satan. I love Satan too much. I could not yeah, possibly says, use. That's the name of his is, cat, Satan. No.
1: But see, this is where I got confused because he says, "I think too much of Satan to use cats for experiments." And yeah. I thought, "Oh, this must be a reference that cats are the guardians of the underworld." That's what. Oh, no, it's the name is. of the cat. I know, but I didn't know, and I'm I was looking. Oh, and I'm writing all these notes about how you, I don't know if you remember in the mummy movie, the no. mummy movies, they're scared of cats, the they mummies because. Cats are guardians of the underworld in Egypt and they can send you back if you're dead. And I'm going through this, oh, okay, what a cool reference. And then I realize later no, Satan's no. the name of the cat.
0: It's the name of the cat. Yep.
1: Yep. And what does Satan do? <sighs> Satan's well, a bad kitty.
0: <laughs> well, maybe we'll get there. I wrote down Maxwell is freaking out because he thinks the police will be there any minute. And he brings the body of the dead doctor down to the basement. Begins to dismantle the fireplace. Wait, so wait, wait! Put wait, the doctor wait. in it and brick him up.
1: The cat ate the heart. What? You didn't see that? <laughs> That's what I said. Satan was a very bad kitty. He the, ate heart the heart that was beating in the glass container. Yeah. He knocked over the container, as cats do, off the table and was eating the heart. Well, it was actually attached to his collar. You can see that it's attached to him, but he was dragging the heart away so then Maxwell freaks out because he doesn't have the heart now to put back in the doctor don't look at me like you guys can't see him but he's looking at me like I'm lying It's but totally. I, I didn't
0: see that at all
1: that's when he decides to hide the doctor in the basement with, okay. a, ran- with a random brick and you're watching
0: the DVD thing right mm-hmm. hmm. okay maybe I have to rewatch that part because I didn't see that at all maybe my dvd didn't have that shit
1: i don't know it's pretty plot important because yeah. he can't revive the doctor yeah, anymore. but i have
0: these five pages of notes and somehow <laughs> i missed that part
1: <laughs> which is crucial because now he can't revive the doctor so he has to put him somewhere so he thinks well to that makes him sense the
0: i don't have that in my notes
1: which has a random brick wall. Is it really a fireplace or is it just a random brick wall? It's a down
0: fireplace. There? It's like an under, it's the fireplace in the, the basement, the base of the fireplace, uh, whatever. Okay. So he throws the doctor in there and starts bricking him up. Right. And then but Maxwell he, sees the cat, Satan staring at him. And he while runs he's up, bricking up the wall. Yeah, and yeah. he runs up after it up the stairs from the basement and chases it around the house. He finally catches Which, the cat.
1: Wait, let me tell you something. It is very hard to catch a cat. There it is. Unless
0: there are more than one.
1: Well, true. <laughs> no, even then it's hard. But anyway, you're right. He chases the cat around. He catches the black cat and then what happens?
0: It's not a black cat anymore. There. And he pops the eyeball out of the cat. And of course, you know, in my research I've learned that it was a cat that have only had one eye and so no animals were harmed in the filming of this well,
1: movie. i'm not so sure about that but i not that animal he popped it out and it looked like a marble
0: yeah so he pops the eye out and the doctor picks up the eyeball maxwell says, yeah
1: as the doctor
0: yeah maxwell as the doctor picks up the eyeball and compares it to an oyster or a crepe and then he eats it Which
1: was so gross.
0: It's the eyeball, which normally would bother me, but this was so stupid it didn't. (laughs) So, I have an eyeball. So,
1: yeah, he chased a a black cat (laughs) all around the room. And then when he's going to pop the eyeball out, it's an orange tabby. For those of you who know cats,
0: (laughs) well, it's black and white, but you can still tell
1: it's a tabby.
0: It's not a black cat anymore when he pops the eyeball
1: out. He's laughing maniacally. Yep. And he keeps yelling. So the gleam now is gone. So he didn't like when the cat was staring at him in the basement. He said, I see the gleam. I couldn't figure out what he was saying. And then when he ate the eyeball, he said, now the gleam is gone. So you can't yep. have a gleam in your eyeball or yep. he's going to eat your eyeball.
0: <laughs> yep. Then we cut back to a scene in the basement and Maxwell is still breaking up the doctor. Cut to another slide paranoiac. This is an extremely rare but very serious disease. Characteristics of it are fixed suspicions, persecutory delusions. The paranoiac is often particularly dangerous because of the difficulty of detecting his disease.
1: That was a tough one for him, guys. (laughs)
0: Good Lord.
1: He really enjoys that homicidal maniac (laughs) frozen.
0: (laughs) Well, it's gone. So whatever. So then we see images of a fire breathing cat or a dragon or some shit. I I don't understand this part. And Satan, the cat, Satan jumps into where the doctor is. And then we see a woman and a man standing on top of this cat or dragon breathing fire.
1: Yeah, it's another overlay. So <laughs> I don't know what movie it's from, but it's another. It shows he's. Descended. I'm not sure it's from
0: any movie. I think it's from this movie.
1: No, I think he's. I think they took scenes from other movies and it's showing his dissension into madness and bait and. Into hell. Hell, but it's madness. I think hell is a a metaphor for madness.
0: So, so at this point, I'm like, "What the hell is this? Some Puritan like." holy roller thing that
1: this movie is not puritan (laughs) is a
0: you know trying to like warn people of their wicked ways i don't know i don't know that's what i thought so then maxwell finishes sealing up the doctor then we cut to a scene probably the next day i wrote and a cop is looking for don maxwell because it's daylight he's asking the woman who's sweeping the steps
1: She's cleaning the sidewalk, which this is going to sound weird, but my grandmother, when she lived in uh, Buffalo, they cleaned the sidewalk. The old ladies would go yeah. out there in their house dresses and they would sweep the sidewalks, and they were the babushkas. They were in a Polish neighborhood and they swept the sidewalks. So yeah. she used to always. This is totally side note, but she used to, we, when we would go to my grandmother's house, she lived in the upper part of a two-story house. And my uncle lived below it, but we used to get loud when our cousins would come over, we'd be playing, sorry, you know, the game or something. And we would just yell, sorry, and ping, throw their little, what do you call that? marker and i mean just yelling and screaming and she would always tell us mrs patel who lived next door she's gonna call the police she's gonna call the police because you guys are so loud you're so loud and then the next day i think we we were probably going to church because we'd walk to church and we all said hello to mrs patel and she says oh she can't hear you she's deaf and it was like three <laughs> steps later, we were like, wait a minute. <laughs> She's not going to call the police. She can't hear us. Basically, my grandmother was just telling us to shut up. Yep. But they would sweep the sidewalks, the babushkas, yep. <laughs> the cleaner, the, the old lady cleaners.
0: Yeah, And the old lady sweeping the sidewalk says that the doctor down the road there brought a dog back to life
1: totally with nonchalance not
0: too long ago and Yeah. The, the cop is the cop is impressed he's like oh oh that's, that's pretty cool yeah. yeah but she's not impressed
1: nah babushka's <laughs> aren't easily impressed
0: so then the cop uh, goes up to the neighbor and asks about the doctor and maxwell the neighbor with all the cats
1: he has a thousands of cats he says
0: yes and the doc and the neighbor has like thousands of cats he says the doctor's been stealing his cats for his experiments he says i got a thousand rats and a thousand cats the rats eat the cats the cats eat the rats and i get the skins so basically he his business plan (laughs) is he's gonna skin these cats and sell their fur
1: he's it's ironclad. Yeah. They are beautiful if anyone's a cat lover. He has some beautiful cats, but
0: then we cut to another slide. Oh Lord. As if we're in silent movie time again. And it says Maxwell had forgotten all about his wife. Comma, and she him until semicolon. So then we cut to a scene with three or four women in a some bedroom in their underwear dancing around. I I I don't know what's going on here at all. Maybe you can help me, Karen.
1: Well, I think she's also a vaudeville actress. Okay. Would be my guess, but it's basically.
0: So, why is she in the bedroom with three or four other women in her underwear? And not with I would her assume
1: husband? they're roommates. And she's on, not- the, on the road. Like you would be on the road with. Okay. When you're in a band, you would
0: Okay. okay. be with okay. your
1: bandmates. You wouldn't yeah, be with I got your wife. You.
0: I'm with you there. We see one one of the women get on one of those machines with the,
1: the belt. Yeah, yeah, the
0: belt machine like I had in my house when I was a kid.
1: Did you? Yes. Did you use it or did your mom? I did.
0: I did. I used it more than anyone, probably.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How long did you have this machine, Greg? Years. When you were younger? Yeah, younger. College. Very younger. Anyway, there is a woman soaking in the bathtub.
0: <laughs> yes, that's Mays.
1: Did you notice maze. when she got out, she had shoes on?
0: <laughs> no, but I noticed she, she has a credit, and that's all she does is sit in the bathtub and get out. But she's listed on the credits, Mays. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know what she's all And then about. there's
1: a Betty Boop kind of girl <laughs> with her.
0: her. The high voice girl. Yeah.
1: Isn't that wasn't that with like Betty I Boop?
0: Didn't, I didn't know how to describe it, so I didn't even go there.
1: <laughs> I think she's. I think she's kind of impersonating Betty Boop, she's but she very has. Very voice. She has. Pre, <laughs> she has pressing business.
0: I think she's comic relief at this scene.
1: Yes, I agree. <laughs>
0: That's what I think. And they read about Maxwell in the newspaper getting a lucky break. Apparently, he has inherited a bunch of money
1: from an uncle in Australia.
0: Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. I couldn't understand what they were saying.
1: You you were distracted.
0: No, I couldn't understand what they were saying. I was I, like watched it twice.
1: Well, and his wife does her best May West impression. She, Did you notice that? Actually,
0: she reminds me a lot of May West. Now not you say that? <laughs>
1: yeah, she was. I looked it up just to, and May West was around right around that time. Was she was doing movies at that time? So. Yep. She definitely. So we had a Betty Boop and a Mae West in the room.
0: Yeah. So Mrs. Wax Maxwell goes, she says, I wonder if he's still with that crazy doctor or something like that, right?
1: Yes. So she knows where to find him. Yeah.
0: So she goes to find him and she goes and she's talking to the doctor, which is really her husband in makeup. And she doesn't like see through it for whatever reason. And Maxwell tells his own wife that Maxwell will be there at eight o'clock tonight right? Yes. Come back at eight o'clock and Maxwell will be here. So then we have another slide. I think I might be able to read this one. Manic depressive psychosis. There are three phases of the manic depressive psychosis. The manic phase, the depressed phase, and the mixed phase. In the manic phase, ideas come so rapidly that there is no time to select the proper reaction and judgment accordingly appears impaired. Such patients are often liable to commit sex offenses.
1: Is that all the slide says? Yes. (laughs) Wait, can I just say that your reading of those slides, you could have acted in this film. (laughs) I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, they didn't talk about the... They only talked about the manic part because that's where hypersexuality can be. So they just wanted to make sure that made it into the film. They didn't talk about the lows or the mixed. Yeah. They just wanted to throw the sex part out there.
0: All right. So we cut to a scene with a topless woman behind a dressing screen. More boobs. Mm-hmm. Well, one, just internet, only, one. There was just
1: I right. wrote one, too. <laughs> There's only one.
0: Just one bare breast. The scene.
1: But Natural. But this yeah. is the weirdest scene. I really didn't understand this.
0: So Maxwell is a doctor preparing a syringe. Cut to the scene with Maxwell and the doctor back and forth with, with a woman in black lace. All right. So we cut back and forth like they fade in and out. It's We're, Maxwell yeah. as the doctor, Maxwell having as himself, Maxwell as the doctor. And he's like undress woman in like some black lace thing and
1: was it a dream or was it what no, was it I, supposed I to?
0: think they're trying to play on the sex offense thing
1: but was it just a patient then of the doctor of the original I don't know it was very <laughs> bizarre no she was they they, <laughs> they threw in a brunette in lingerie you
0: know, well first you got a topless girl behind a screen revealing but, one boob <laughs> right but
1: but then it's and the not, doctor
0: walks Back there with the syringe.
1: Maybe it's supposed to establish he is being the doctor now. I don't know. know. It was weird. I played it a couple times trying to figure out what was going (laughs) on, and I have no idea. Basically, it was to put a pretty girl in lingerie in there, I guess.
0: Maxwell gives another soliloquy. He says he believes his wife wants to murder him to collect his inheritance. And then we see scenes of the devils again.
1: Yeah, the devils return. He mentions the gleam. He says his wife has the gleam in her eye that she's going to murder him.
0: So then Maxwell decides to seek Mrs. Buckley's help. He tells Mrs. Buckley that that Mrs. Maxwell is crazy and wants to kill him. Um, Maxwell gives Mrs. Buckley a needle to inject Mrs. Maxwell. He says they will take her down to the basement. Put her in a secret vault.
1: A vault? I don't know, but I. That's what he says secret vault. First of all, Mrs. Buckley is a psychopath. She's just,
0: she (laughs) doesn't even ask the
1: doctor where her husband is. He's just wandering off, God knows where. And then raping women. When I thought he said, you can quiet her by jabbing this needle in her eye. But I think he said arm.
0: Arm. He said arm. Okay.
1: But I thought, oh my God, she's got to get her eyeball because I thought it harkened back to the cat eye but and the gleam you know but it's her arm but yes yep. okay so go ahead.
0: So then uh we cut to a scene where Maxwell as the doctor comes clean to his wife and explains hey I'm your husband I don't look like your husband I told you ha 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 but I am your husband he tells her he wants to take Mrs Buckley downstairs to take care of her So he convinces his wife, hey, I'm treating this psychotic woman. I need your help. I'm going to take her downstairs. Here's a syringe. If she gets crazy, stab her with it.
1: Jab her in the eyeball. Right. Okay, the arm. So he's pitting the two women against each other, basically, and arming them both with syringes with unknown material. We don't know what's in them.
0: Yep. So the two women go down to the basement. To the special...
1: The special treatment room is yes. what I have, he says.
0: Maxwell locks the door. And in the struggle, both women drop their syringes and start to fight.
1: And their clothes fall off. But they really fight. They've got baseball bats. <laughs> they've got, you know.
0: Maxwell is delighted. He's upstairs jumping around. like
1: <laughs> He's a little excited over the whole thing. <laughs> he's,
0: he's super excited. Again, we see the hands of the devil superimposed, right? And we see the neighbor peering through a window looking at Maxwell. Yes. Cut to a scene with the police speeding through the city. So apparently they're coming to the house.
1: Well, wait, did you see the frog in the basement? What? <laughs> they showed a random frog.
0: Yeah, frog jumping. Yeah, down yeah, there. I saw it. I- I didn't know if it was a frog or a mouse or whatever.
1: It was a frog and the, the whole police force <laughs> There must be like 20 motorcycles and five cars or something.
0: Yep. And Mrs. Maxwell is beating Mrs. Buckley with an ax handle in the basement.
1: <laughs> They're That's going her. at it. I'm telling yeah. you.
0: And the police are still coming. Cut to a sneeze back to the police it goes back and forth. Scene, scene, scene. The police enter. And say they have orders to search the premises and take everyone downtown for questioning.
1: Well, 52 policemen come, but only three come in the door.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, someone's got to cover the perimeter.
1: I guess, yeah.
0: And then they hear the woman fighting downstairs and the police demand to be taken down there.
1: Maxwell says those women have the gleam.
0: (laughs) Is that what he says? Yeah. The police grab Maxwell and struggle to take him to the basement where the women are fighting. Then they hear, while they're down there, they hear the meow of a cat behind the brick wall.
1: Good old Satan. Satan.
0: The cop asks, what's behind that wall? (laughs) And he tells one of the other officers to tear it down. So they tear down the wall and they find the dead doctor behind there with Satan the cat
1: again, the dead doctor, not a good actor.
0: No, because he, he moves a lot when he's And dead. he pushes
1: some <laughs> bricks out. Of- <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my God. And then we cut to another slide.
1: You can do it. <laughs> this is a long one. It is a long one.
0: <sighs> Let me get a drink.
1: That, Because that's going to help you. Here we go, people. Where's the drum roll?
0: The um, homicidal maniac is already gone. I'm drinking just straight cranberry juice now.
1: That's probably good. Wise <laughs> choice. <laughs> okay, let's get together. Do a drum roll here.
0: And I might know there's a lot of reading involved in this movie.
1: <laughs> you picked it.
0: I know, I'm sorry.
1: I didn't hate it.
0: So the slide says manias are created by inability to adjust to the world as it is. Insanity is our defense against a world which is not of our making or to our liking. The normal person can make such an adjustment. It is not always easy, Lord, I know, but it is being done constantly. The person of inferior mental capacity cannot do this. He therefore creates a world in his mind which is his own idea of the world of his choice. He retreats to this world whenever the outer world becomes unbearable. This explains the periods of rationalism all mental cases have. The periods of rationalism depends upon the unbearableness of the real world. There are many people of unsound mind who find one particular thing unbearable. When this is the case, he is said to be a victim of such a complex.
1: The emotion... that you put into that <laughs> is stellar. Let me just say.
0: Well, there are lots of normal words in that. Not too many big words, though. So I could get through that one You're pretty.
1: You're pretty, pretty monotone.
0: Then we cut to a scene with Maxwell behind bars. Poor Maxwell. He is saying that he was driven to it. He only wanted to amuse and to entertain. Yes. As all vaudevillian actors. Actors in
1: general, I would say, not even just vaudevillian ones.
0: And no one appreciated him. Of course. Poor pumpkin.
1: Poor, poor Maxwell.
0: But he showed them he laughs. My supreme impersonation. Yes. He says, was the doctor. And the end.
1: He starts laughing, right? Doesn't he laugh? He
0: laughs. He laughs. He laughs and he laughs again.
1: (laughs) Maniacally. So what happened to the super adrenaline couple? I guess they're still in the woods. It's just, there are a lot of loose ends. I guess they're still in the woods, yeah. There's a lot of loose ends in this movie, you know? No mention of the, the super adrenaline guy, Mr. Buckley, who gets the inheritance. What happened to the reanimated corpse? You know, where's the the doctor yeah, going to end I, up, who's going to take care of the cats. There's so many questions.
0: <laughs> I apologize again.
1: <laughs> I didn't hate it. You know what I, when I was watching it, if you took out all of the sexploitation scenes, it would actually be a pretty good high school play, you know, because there's all, every character has like these. Oh,
0: but if you left the sexploitation scenes in, it'd be even a better high school play. <laughs> well, you, wouldn't,
1: you wouldn't be allowed. <laughs> But you know, each one has like their monologue to do. You know, Mr. Buckley has his, Mrs. Buckley has her. They all have good characters to go through. And good then the, characters. Well, for a high school for a high school play, they have horror. It's we could have you and I could have written it, but in the in the high, so the a narrator would come out and read the slides while they change the scenes behind. Oh, thank you. God,
0: I don't have to do it.
1: You know. I just think that it would make an interesting high school play. If you took out all. The,
0: oh yeah. Interesting. I agree with that for sure. All the boobs.
1: If you took out all the boobs,
0: oh, if you took out all the boobs, you know? Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I saw six and I was like, yep, that's the one for me.
1: It's a five drinker to get through it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. That's well, we'll, we'll get there. Karen, anything you were pleasantly surprised in this film.
1: Well, I don't think you're gonna I... agree, agree. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty innovative when they were throwing the devil overlay on there. <laughs> you know, for 1934, I bet that was a new technique. You know, trying something to symbolize his madness descent. You know, I don't. And know. I did
0: enjoy him. I did enjoy the devils because at
1: first it was a little jar- <laughs> it was a little jarring at first, but then as it went along. I thought it was pretty cool technique to try. There's not a lot to be pleasantly surprised by in this movie, so that's what I'm going with. No. What do you what do you got?
0: I was pleasantly surprised by how good the makeup was. Actually.
1: You mean that Maxwell he looked like kinda the doc- looked like the doctor. He did kind of look they like the doctor. They did a good
0: job of like yeah. doing the whole body double thing, which is a whole nother movie by Brian De Palma.
1: I agree. I think that was pretty good. <laughs> Because when he was originally doing it, when he cut just cut his head, I thought he's not going to look anything like him, but he did.
0: Yeah, it looked just look. like him. Fooled everyone.
1: Even his wife. Yep.
0: Well, they don't live together or anything. So True. apparently. Anything you were uh, very disappointed in? I mean, well, one thing. You, can, you know me. I'm always
1: <laughs> disappointed in the science. The beating heart in the science. The I, the I thought science. it was pretty good. So you thought the science was good?
0: The heart, yeah. At least it looked like
1: a heart. Better than that sea urchin that was in the other one. Yeah,
0: it was very much a heart. I knew it was a heart.
1: I bet it was a cow heart or something.
0: Whatever, I don't care. It's a and they heart. just
1: kind of bounced it in the water.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It looked good, though.
1: It was a heart, yes.
0: So what were you disappointed in?
1: Just, I, I don't know. I just, the whole thing... <laughs> I guess let me thing. let me just say I, I'll say I'm disappointed in the loose ends that I don't know what happened to Mr. Buckley it just uh, seemed they reanimated a corpse what happened to her did she continue to live didn't she it just seem like well she's in just, the
0: for- he's she's in the woods with Mr. Buckley
1: I know but <laughs> I would like to know did that experiment work i guess is she gonna stay alive forever well she was
0: walking and but then she kind of went limp after mr buckley picked her up and yeah never saw her animate much after that
1: no so so it could be over i don't know what about you disappointed you got to see what three boobs (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty good is it really for a 1934 film i'd say it's pretty well, code.
0: i mean it's obviously pre-code film disappointed anything i was very disappointed in i think we could have done without the neighbor with the cats yeah i'm not he although he did part. he did
1: call the police but she could have the babushka could have done that you know so yeah.
0: and there's like a whole scene where he was talking to the cop and they were conversing about the rats and the cats and in the broad daylight, and it was very unnecessary, the whole rest of the film was pretty dark, right?
1: but it was only fifty one minutes so I and think I could maybe... do it
0: without the all the freaking slides. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a uh fifth grade course in psychology or psychosis or
1: Greg doesn't like to read,
0: yeah, lots of words <laughs>
1: <laughs> when it, so you don't like uh, closed caption, you don't no. like subtitles <laughs> no, on your movies. I don't.
0: No, I'm not here to read.
1: see, see lots of <laughs> foreign films, do you?
0: <laughs> no, no, I do not. So what would you think about the cocktail, Karen?
1: Cocktail was tasty.
0: yeah, one too bad. I should left a my little... frozen version in the blender a little longer. I've ice cubes left.
1: Oh, well, that's disappointing,
0: but it was good. I don't understand why it's called the homicidal maniac I don't well really that get i don't I don't
1: it. get that either. It wasn't even a dark color or anything.
0: <laughs> but you no, know, that's what it's called. I'll tell you.
1: I think we can come up with our own signature cocktail. And just name it some scary spirits and name it whatever we want.
0: So anything we learned during this episode.
1: Don't reanimate <laughs> corpses. I don't know. What did we learn? Don't name your cat Satan. Although, you know That was my did... favorite
0: part of the movie.
1: <laughs> he did save the day by meowing behind the wall. I That's got to be stolen from Edgar Allan Poe, right?
0: This movie had a lot of references to classic horror, Edgar Allan Poe, so on and so forth. The black cat.
1: It must have been low budget too. Again, Murders it was room It was one of those one those movies where nobody changes clothes or. You
0: know. Well, you know, it was originally called Sex Maniac.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't really that there wasn't really that much sex maniac type stuff in it.
0: Oh, there it, were three three and a half boobs.
1: I guess maybe in 1934 that was a big deal.
0: Yeah, it probably was.
1: I think we learned that Greg doesn't like to read when he's watching his movies.
0: I don't want to read. I just want to watch.
1: Well, like I said, this movie was definitely not boring. <laughs> Something each scene was more what not entertaining, but. So I don't how know.
0: many cocktails would it take you to get through this film?
1: This one's got to be a four or five. <laughs> this one's pretty. I mean, the acting is like high school level acting. Didn't you think everybody was over the top?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have wrote down the characters in the credits, just so I could keep it straight. Now we have Maxwell, Dr. Merce Schultz, Buckley, Mrs. Buckley, Alice Maxwell. Then we had Maisie, Marvel, and Joe. So I know who Maisie was, the chick in the bathtub. But then we have Marvel and Joe. Who were those girls? Were those the other girls in the...
1: They all had speaking parts. The one who was ironing her underpants.
0: Yeah, she she had a pressing
1: <laughs> she has a pressing matter, and then the yeah. one on the machine. And then That was Mrs. Maxwell. But there were the one there was one reading, there was one in the bathtub, one reading the newspaper, one pressing her underwear, and one in the machine. There were four girls in there.
0: Okay, so you think the other girls are the girls in the room?
1: And then who was the woman sweeping the sidewalk?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then the guy with the cats. I don't
0: know.
1: (laughs) And then there were also police detectives and Bureau of Missing Persons. But the credits are
0: listed. Alice Maxwell. We know who she was. Alice Maxwell. That's Phyllis Diller. Not her. No. No, Mrs. Mrs. Buckley was Phyllis Diller. Not the Phyllis Diller. Then we had Alice Maxwell, who was the girl who was on the exercise machine. Maisie, who is the girl in the bathtub, and then there's another credit for Marvel and Joe, J O. the so so it's girl, yeah. So
1: it's the women in the
0: just so the women in the room.
1: But they didn't credit any policemen because men. they
0: they danced around in their underwear. They got a credit.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> is that what you're saying?
1: Get something out of it because the Bureau of Missing Persons. There was a speaking line in there. In the coroner, who?
0: Yeah, several, whatever.
1: It was an interesting piece of theater. I'm not sure I would recommend it, but.
0: (laughs) So how many cocktails would it take to get through this one, you think?
1: Four Four? or five. Four or five. It's pretty.
0: Is it four or is it five? What do you think?
1: It's probably the worst one we've seen, right?
0: (laughs) You're probably right.
1: I think it was. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I could have written it. And I'm not a screenwriter. And I think we could have gotten people to act it. You know, we could have made that movie. You think
0: we we could have done that?
1: Well, we couldn't have acted in it. We'd need some younger people. <laughs>
0: what are you trying to say? We're old. Okay. I'm I'm okay with giving it five cocktails. The worst.
1: I think I can just hold this one over your head for a while <laughs> when you can complain about something I pick, and I'll be like, but it's not maniac. I think it's interesting to have seen it because well, that's, some that's
0: kind of why I picked it just because it was
1: <laughs> some people say it's the worst film ever made. Right. I don't know if they're saying the worst horror movie ever made or what. It's but so
0: bad. It's good.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't recommend it, but yeah. uh, I would not... wa-
0: Yeah. So I tell all my, all our vast listening audience out there. Don't waste your time. This we spoiled it for them anyway. So don't waste your time.
1: True. And it's not some, but it's not a movie where if you were watching it in the middle of the night it would scare you if you were no, it's alone. It's not scary at
0: all. There's nothing scary no. in this movie. Nothing.
1: They overact so badly. It is amusing. So I mean high school play, I'm telling you. That's the level.
0: Okay. Next movie's your pick.
1: Which might rival this. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll see. Do you have any idea what the next movie will be, Karen? And what the cocktail will be? Well,
1: the movie
0: have you thought that far ahead?
1: So the next movie we're going to watch is called The Snake Woman. Mm. And it's free on Amazon Prime.
0: Mm-hmm. So you
1: can watch it there. Yes. And the cocktail is called Snake in the Grass.
0: Mm. Scares you're, me.
1: You're going to need vodka, <laughs> creamed mint, Got it. fresh lime juice, and lemonade. And fresh mint, if you'd like.
0: Garnish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sounds delicious. eh, It sounds a little iffy, but we'll see. We'll see. It's it's probably going to be like mint lemonade. You know, nice refreshing drink. Nice refreshing (laughs) summer drink.
0: Cool, refreshing drink. Yeah. Lemonade. Anything else we need to cover?
1: I don't know. I'd just say check out the merch site. We're very excited about our new merch that's out there. And
0: And we are on Spotify now.
1: Which is so exciting. And by the
0: time this episode drops, I'm sure we will be on Apple Podcasts.
1: So definitely listen, follow, and leave a wonderful review.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you watched Greg make the cocktail today, you would have seen the Scary Spirits shirt. He was wearing it.
0: I am. I am wearing merch.
1: So help us out.
0: It's a very comfortable shirt too. I like this shirt.
1: It looks good.
0: It's good. Yep.
1: Did you wash it?
0: <laughs> I did wash it.
1: <laughs> and it before didn't shrink. It. No, it's. It's good to know, and it's true to size. Yep. It, yep. True yeah. to
0: size. So yeah, well, watch the YouTube video. You'll see. You
1: should check it out. Our logo was designed by.
0: Chad Savage.
1: So you know it's good. Yeah. And we're going to come up with some more stuff later. Maybe we started with t-shirts and tumbler and a mug. I think that's the women's though. They have a nice uh, tank top, a loose tank top. So, and we put women's shirts in there too. Not just men's unisex. So we're, we're out there for the ladies. Come on.
0: Yes. Yes, we are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Especially if you're Hitchcock blonde.
0: Yes. Uh, We need some nice sweaters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we should get some sweaters for our Hitchcock Blonde followers.
0: Yes. Anything else, Karen?
1: I don't think so. I think we're good. I did take a drink. Here, listen. Ice.
0: I know. Is that the same drink you've started with?
1: Yeah, I'm nursing it.
0: So we do need to thank, again, verse 13 for letting us use their music in our podcast A link to their information is in the show notes check them out they're awesome
1: and we're delightful and we're delightful
0: (laughs) well you are
1: Uh (laughs) well just remember always drink responsibly yes if you like what you heard today make sure to follow us on facebook and instagram at scary spirits podcast if you have questions or comments email us at scaryspiritspodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website at scaryspirits.com. You can find us on YouTube at Scary spirits Podcast. And if you want to wear what all the cool kids are wearing, we have a merch link right on our website. Also, if you are looking for the recipes for our themed drinks, you'll find all of them in the recipe den on our website. And remember, if you really want to help us out, leave us a five-star review.